You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, as the big boys told you. Here's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, uh, finally a game to get to. It feels like it's taken forever for us to get to this point. But the next time we talk, we'll be in a post-game show, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, as we get closer to the NFL season, which is should be either close to underway or about to get underway, when you're watching this for the first game of the season of week number one, it is exciting to have football back. Yeah, at long last, uh, here we are, Browns and Bengals, to uh, get this uh, 2023 season uh, underway Sunday afternoon. And uh, a big one, because I, I kind of feel like this is going to s- help set the tone, at least in the early portion of the season, because uh, they've got the entire division before the bye week, right? I mean, b- you know, before uh, the month of September is up, they will have played the entire AFC North. This is one of the most competitive, if not the most competitive division in uh, the entire NFL, uh, at least uh, from where I sit. I can't remember top to bottom this division being as good as it is, Andy. And so they start the season with the Bengals here in Cleveland. They will finish this season with the Bengals, but down uh, by the Ohio River in Cincinnati. It's a long way to 18 weeks. All right, so, Daryl, when we start looking at – well, first of all – the premise that you brought up, because that was a big topic today at camp on uh, on what on Wednesday, right? Wednesday. So that, you know, people were just talking about, hey, you've got the whole AFC North right out of the gate. And how important is that? And what can we learn about this team? And, you know, just trying to maintain these very, very important games in the early part of the season. Yeah. And look, I mean, they've got to get off to a fast start. Um because the way I look, you know, to me, division games count as two. Uh, 
you know what I mean? Uh, yep. They're just they're just that critically important. And just with the way this schedule lays out, Andy, it's very bizarre. They've got the entire division straight out of the gate, and then they've got a gap between mid-November and the season finale where they don't play a single division game. The other part of the schedule that's very quirky and interesting is the fact that they've got four home games right out of the gate in the first five weeks. Their only road game is that Monday nighter as I look over uh, at my schedule. That's at Pittsburgh. Um, that's it. Then they've got – so they've got Arizona, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Chicago, and the New York Jets, the, the, you know, the, the rest of the way. So um, that's just five home games. Uh, for uh, the remaining 12 uh, weeks uh, games of the season there. So uh, it's very important, I think, for them to take advantage of the early home schedule. They're going to get to play in some good weather here in Cleveland, right? Um, and so, yeah, they got to they gotta get off to a pretty good start. And uh, everyone right now is feeling like they're going to be able to accomplish that. All right, Daryl, let's talk about some of the big headlines throughout the week, one of which I think is huge for the Browns is Denzel Ward, uh, being able to come out of concussion protocol. So that was gigantic news midweek, but still it's something the team's going to have to keep their eye on for the rest of the season. Uh, your thoughts on having Denzel Ward back? Well, he's still in the protocol technically as we have this conversation right now. He is. He did return to practice. He's limited at practice. Um, what I saw on Wednesday, he looked like he's going to play. Um, he did not look limited at all. He was in a lot of the, the, the cornerback positional reps that they were doing. He was first in line to take those reps. So I think that that's a positive sign. But uh, uh, semantics, because I do believe he's going to play against the Bengals. But technically right now, as we, have, we record this podcast, he is still in concussion protocol and progressing through it. Um, one of the unique twists to the modified protocols in recent years is that they are allowed to return to practice uh, players. That is, they're allowed to return to practice, even if it's on uh, a limited basis, which he was on Wednesday. But again, when he's first up in the rep line, Andy, and moving around did not look limited in any way, shape, or form, even the drills where they were using bags, uh, contact bags. Um, uh, he was uh, participating in those with uh, no troubles whatsoever. So uh, I anticipate that number 21 is going to be on the field. And quite frankly, they're going to need him because you've got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T Higgins that you've got to try and slow down in addition, obviously, to uh, Joe Burrow, who also told reporters that he's going to play. So this is a very, very tough assignment coming out uh, to start the season, and uh, they're going to need uh, 21 on the field. What are your thoughts on Joe Burrow coming back on this one? He set out for more than a month of practice dealing with some aches and pains that, you know, one of which was his ankle. And I'm wondering because Deshaun Watson said, Hey, every quarterback's different. Some need preseason, some need, you know, just to warm up. Some guys can walk out there on any given Sunday and play. I, I don't think it's going to affect Joe Burrow at all. And neither do the Cleveland Browns. So um, I, I just, I, I feel like that he's going to be ready. He told reporters in Cincinnati on Wednesday that he's going to play. He's ready to roll. Um, so I anticipate him being the prolific playmaker that he has been these last couple of years for the Bengals, and uh, he'll be 100% in my view. All right, I touched on this just a second ago here, but Deshaun Watson did speak. What did we hear from Deshaun Watson midweek that we need to hear? I, there was one thing in particular – that I was impressed with. One of his answers was someone had asked him, I don't think it was you, 
someone had asked him, um, can we expect the same Deshaun Watson we had in Houston? He said, no, I want to be better than that Deshaun Watson. And I know it peaked my ears up, especially when you listen to a lot of press conferences and they all start to sound the same. That didn't sound the same to me. Yeah, I mean, we've heard that from Deshaun before, so that's not the first time. Even Kevin Stefanski had mentioned in his uh, press conference on Wednesday that, hey, he expects everybody, himself included, to want to be better than what they were uh, in the past. Um, But uh, I thought Anthony Walker was the one that had the best comments, where he's like, uh, he looks like his old self. He looks like the guy that I had to play two times a year in Indianapolis. Um, And then he was told what Deshaun had said and Walker's response was that's scary. So um, there are a lot of people within the building that feel like Deshaun Watson is back to who he was before that. He is uh, that MVP caliber type of player that they gave up the six draft picks and the 230 million fully guaranteed uh, to get him to come to Cleveland. So uh, look, I mean, Fair or not, let, let's be honest about it, Andy. Th- this team is going to go as far as Deshaun Watson is going to take them. They need him to play at an elite level because if he doesn't, they're going to struggle, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I think that the defense is good enough to where they're going to be able to uh, do what's required of them to be successful. But um, they, they need Deshaun Watson to, to play like the 2020 Deshaun Watson that led the NFL in passing yards. I'm not saying that Deshaun has to lead the NFL in passing yardage this year. But he has to be in that upper tier. He has to play at the same level that we uh, we see Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow play out. Because if he doesn't, Andy, this team is just not going to go far. And and, so, and again, that that's that that's just the, the the reality of that situation. All right. But when I watch the beginning of the season, I'm going to be asking myself, why is Deshaun Watson better? What did Deshaun Watson do uh, between now and last year? that got him to this position. I, I'm a firm believer that we did not really see Deshaun Watson in the preseason. He kind of went out there, broke a sweat, got off, like didn't really didn't really run anything. They didn't really try to do anything. There was a fourth and one and one of the ends. Like, you know, so you go back and forth. I'm hoping that we see a Kevin Stefanski playbook open. Here we go, Deshaun. We're a team now. Let's roll kind of game on Sunday. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, it was very vanilla in the preseason, as it should be. You don't want to tip your hand. Uh, I'll say this. There have been a couple of times during the open portions of practice. And again, we only get to see about 20 minutes now. We get to see him stretch. We get to see him go through individual drills. And that's usually about it. But there have been a couple of instances where team officials have come by and said, uh, I need you all to turn the cameras off for a minute. And, huh. and, <laughs> and were you impressed when they did? Uh, <laughs> I'm not asking you to tell me anything. I'm asking you, were you impressed? No, I wasn't. Okay. In fact, my response was, if this actually works in a game, I'll be surprised. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so th- that that's all I can really say about that. I'm but, not asking you to divulge anything. I, mean, no, I know, but I, I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, th- there was probably like, we had to turn the cameras off for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, but the whole point of me sharing that, Andy, is just to explain to folks that, yeah, there are wrinkles that are being put into this playbook that we've not seen before yet, right? Um, we've talked a lot about what they've done with Elijah Moore, the way he, how important he is going to be to this offense, the way they're moving him around inside, outside, putting him in, in the backfield, not just uh, catching balls out of the backfield, but 
doing some other things in the backfield. So um, he adds a, a dynamic. The fact that uh, they're going to be putting more wide receivers on the field and lessening uh, the boxes for Nick Chubb, right? They're not going to be able to stack the box just to stock Nick Chubb anymore. That's another, I think that opens up the offense a little bit more. So yeah, I, I you know, I am expecting that they're going to score a lot of points this year, that they are going to win a lot of football games this year. And that they're, it, it's just going to, it's going to be a lot of fun watching them. I, I expect this offense to rival the 2007 Derek Anderson, Ooh. Edwards, Kellen Winslow Jr. Jerevicious. Joe Jerevicious offense that we saw that year where they scored over 400 points. I think that team had six pro bowlers, even though they didn't make the playoffs. Like that is the type of offense I am expecting to see this year. In fact, I expect this offense to supersede what that Browns team was able to accomplish when you talk about uh, the, 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 the prolific numbers that they put up. Big talk. Let's see what more we can get to. Because I want to talk about the defense when we come back here. Uh, Daryl, if you want to be a part of the show, if anyone wants to be a part of the show, hit us up on the comments on YouTube, or you can always uh, follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at GameDayCLE. We are back with more It's Always Game Day in Cleveland right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. It's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder, Andy Baskin. Quick reminder that mobile sports betting has been legal in the state of Ohio since January, and BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com or by downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. So we talked a little bit about Denzel Ward coming back, but let's health-wise – I can't remember the last time the Browns were in this good a shape walking into a season. How are they looking going into this game against the Bengals? I'm with you. I I don't ever remember a Browns team uh, this being uh, this uh, this healthy. Uh, Ward, I mean, I'm just gonna. I I just feel like he's gonna play. All right. That means he's gonna play. I agree with you. I'm knocking on wood. Yeah, I see your camera shaking like crazy. I'm hoping, uh, but. You know, looking at the the injury report, um, you know, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Kevin Stefanski said he's on track. Good. Uh, You know, Juan Thornhill, uh, Denzel Ward, and Alex Wright, all of those guys limited with injuries. But, yeah, this is the healthiest. I mean, aside from Jakeem Grant, Jakeem Grant's the only player they lost for the season of significance during training camp in the preseason. Think about that for a second, right? I mean, we usually see them lose two, three, sometimes four. Uh, I, can't, I have like Charles Bentley floating through my mind right, right. now. Well, you, you understand what I'm saying, right? I yeah. Mean, so they got through the preseason relatively unscathed. So uh, they're in pretty good shape heading in uh, to uh, this season opener from a health standpoint. So barring anything happening uh, during Thursday and Friday's practice, uh, as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon, I, I feel like the Browns are in really, really good shape, Andy. Um, let's talk about Joe Burrow for a second in this game, because I, I mean, obviously there are, I mean, we're talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the game and the Browns defense is going to have a chance to jump out there and show us how good they are. I think the defense is greatly improved. I know that I say that all the time, but last year it was pretty evident that they were going to struggle against the run up the middle because they just didn't have the impact players. Um, on the defensive tackle spot. So this year, I feel like they do. I feel like Dalvin Tomlinson can do what he needs to do. I feel like Shelby Harris can do what he needs to do. I really, really think that they're going to give Joe Burrow some fits. And I'm not just talking about that line. I'm talking about the defensive backs, especially if Denzel Ward's in there too. I just think the defense has been improved. What say you? Well, let, let's just look at what you know Burrow has done against the Browns in his career. He's completing over 66% of his passes, twice as many touchdowns and interceptions at 10 to 5. Uh, Burrow's only won one of the, the, the five games that he's played, just under 1,500 yards of passing 
uh, for his career against the Browns as well. So it's not like Burrow has played poorly against the Browns. That's a misnomer. Like people look at his record and like, ah, Joe Burrow can't beat the Browns. He's just, it, they have his number. I don't know necessarily about that. You know what I mean? It's like, the anti Roethlisberger. Yeah. I, I just feel like things have kind of bounced the Browns way a little bit in some of these games. Um, so I don't necessarily believe that um, Burrow can't beat the Browns. He beat them last year. Remember that uh, and beat them soundly last year. And, and in fact, that game on Halloween ended up changing the trajectory of the Browns season as well. So, um, you know, Anthony Walker calls the front four defensive linemen. He calls them the engine. Uh, of the defense that they are the ones that really kind of set the tempo, set the pace and whatnot. Um, You know, miles Garrett coming off back to back 16 sack seasons. Can he increase those numbers? My question is not, not whether or not he can increase those numbers. Can his sacks, or I should say, will his sacks come at meaningful junctures in games? That's what I'm looking for for miles Garrett this year, right? They were able to trade for Zedarius Smith. They broke out the checkbook and got uh, Dalvin Tomlinson here. Uh, they then uh, late uh, in the process, right, during training camp, signed Shelby Harris to come here uh, and, and, and uh, you know, push Jordan Elliott out uh, of the starting lineup. Obo Okoronkwo, they brought him here. Uh, before they even got Zedarius Smith, Obo was supposed to be the guy to line up opposite Miles Garrett. So now you have three starting defensive ends uh, there. So um, when, you know, the, the linebackers, I have questions about health and durability. Uh, Sione Takitaki, Anthony Walker, both coming off significant injuries. They're going to play Sunday, but I, I, I just, I, in my head, I have those questions. Uh, D uh, in the secondary, I feel good about uh, a lot of the key playmakers there. I love the addition of Juan Thornhill. It kind of feels like he's going to be a ball Hawk, type of a safety for them. Um, uh, really, really like, uh, obviously, Denzel Ward, two-time pro bowler. If he's healthy, I think he's one of the premier players at his position in the game. Uh, Greg Newsom, big, uh, I, I really like him a lot. I know he's not always been crazy about his role here. I think he's got a ton of talent. MJ Emerson, or Martin Emerson, whatever you want to call him, uh, I think he uh, that is a brilliant find by Andrew Berry uh, in the later rounds of the draft. I like him a lot, so... Yeah, when I look at all three layers of this defense, Andy, I feel pretty good uh, about they ha- what they have, especially those starters and uh, the upper tier, the key reserve players. Feel good about it. Deeper down the line, that depth, hmm, I don't know. But starters and uh, primary role players feel pretty good about where they're at on that side of the ball. For so, Daryl, one of the aspects of this team that I, I, I like a lot is Thornhill and Double O. Because those guys have been there. They have seen the promised land. They understand the Super Bowl. They understand what it's like to not only play out the regular season, but to get there, get to the playoffs, win in the playoffs, and then get to be in the big show. And I I just think that for years this team has had talent, but no one understood the experience of trying to run the whole stretch, of running a whole marathon. We're pretty good at half marathons every once in a while. We're great. We are great at running the first mile. Kevin Stefanski could be the best mile coach in the NFL when you think about some of the schemes that he's put together uh, to start football games. But these two guys alone on defense, I look at them and say, man, they get it. They understand it. And if you're not learning from them on how to play the game, then you're making a mistake. 
Well, yeah, and uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski's September record's pretty good too, right? Yeah. I, you know, they 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 tend to play uh, well early in the season. The, the problem has been sustaining that, um, you know, down the line, uh, going in, going deeper uh, into the season. And in fact, I'm pulling it up right now because uh, it got sent to me <clears throat> this week. Uh, Kevin, do Stefan- not look up opening day wins, please. Don't do that. I'm not, I don't doing, that's there. I'm not going there, uh, but okay. in, in the month of September, Kevin Stefanski is 10 and three, or I should say six and three. Okay. Um, that is the third best winning percentage behind Sean McVay of the Rams, who's 16 and four in the month, 800 mm-hmm. winning percentage there uh, out uh, on the West coast. And then Matt LaFleur, uh, no relation to Peter LaFleur, uh, but Matt LaFleur of the Green Bay Packers, he is 10 and three. Or Peter Lecoq, the former uh, Kansas City Royal, who was, I think, the son-in-law of the guy that hosted Hollywood Squares, Peter Marshall. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Tangent. Uh, by the way, uh, Kevin Stefanski has a better winning percentage in the month of September than John Harbaugh does with the Baltimore Ravens. Harbaugh is 33 and 17, and the quick math there is 660. So, um, Any chance they'll start the playoffs then uh, in October? No, zero. Zero percent chance. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, uh, unfortunately, it is an 18 uh, week season, 17 games in total. Um, and the schedule is kind of daunting for the Browns. Uh, they're going to have to be road warriors down the stretch uh, if they're going to get into uh, the playoffs. But I expect that they will do just fine. All right, Daryl, um, as we continue to talk a little bit more about this team and this game, I want to talk about what you're expecting on Sunday, what we can expect from the Bengals, what we can expect from the Browns. And I also um, want to talk about some of the rule changes and some of the things we're going to see across the league, some of the big storylines as we head into week one uh, and what we're going to be watching for, because I think it can be a really, really exciting season. And there are so many great storylines. So we'll talk about that next on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Um, And we don't want to forget about our friends at BetQL, too. We always invite you to hang out with BetQL when you're trying to figure out 
how to do what you want to do when it comes to uh, professional sports gambling, too. So I just wanted to bring that up. Just want to mention that, Daryl. Just wanted to bring that up for just one That's second. Twice on the podcast, Andy. Look at you going above and beyond. I just want to take care of the people that take care of us. How's that sound? And boy, by the way, we really do appreciate everybody who's watching uh, now. Uh, everyone who's watching now uh, on YouTube because it's been great to have all of you on board. And we see you. We appreciate you. And we are so happy that you're on board as well as, you know, listening to us on the audio, on the Odyssey app and also partaking in our Twitter and Instagram at GameDayCLE. All right, Daryl, let's talk about the game itself on Sunday. Uh, you tell me, what should we expect? I want to say a defense optional type of game, but I just feel like the Browns defense has been upgraded. I, you know, the Bengals are favored in the game, and I have to ask myself why that is. Especially being in Cleveland, I thought the same right. thing. And, and and given all the upgrades that the Browns made defensively, so I, I'm – I. I don't understand that uh, other than Vegas wants your money. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like really uh, the Browns secondary uh, working against uh, the trio of receivers for the Bengals, that that's going to be the matchup. Now, you could say Orlando Brown be Miles Garrett because that was one of the big reasons why the Bengals broke out the checkbook to sign. Uh, Orlando Brown, uh, but I, I feel like the Bengals receiving core against the Browns secondary is where this game is going to be won and lost. I can buy that too. I think that's a great point, Joe. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just really curious as we watch the Browns offensive line, I think that that is going to be a really big spot to watch because I've talked time and time again, Daryl, about, you know, watching Deshaun Watson be able to have sync and be able to be in the same rhythm as that offensive line. I don't know that we saw in the preseason and I'm hoping that they're actually executing uh, way better in practice uh, that we don't get to see. But I, that is the one thing I think I'll keep my eye on the most is Deshaun Watson, his rhythm with the offensive line, the rhythm this team's going to be able to put together because we know that the defense wants to play a little bit faster pace. Right. I'm wondering what we're going to look like as an offense. And if Deshaun Watson can run the ball then why wouldn't you pick up the pace on offense? Especially if you think that you've got Njoku and you've got more and you've got Peoples Jones and you feel good about Marquise Goodwin and, and let's not forget about Amari Cooper and you know what's Cedric Tillman going to be able to do. And I also want to see how David Bell gets in. So I just see all these little things along the way that I'm looking forward to watching at full force on Sunday against Cincinnati. Yeah, they – you know, the offense looks like it's really uh, balanced now, right? They're not. Yeah, great to, word. I mean, they're not having to depend on Nick Chubb to carry the load. Uh, Nick Chubb can now be used to basically finish games off. Similar to what we saw in 2020 when they, uh, you know, volleyed back and forth between Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, I, I just, I feel like opposing defenses are going to be able to stack the boxes against Chubb this year. I think that that's going to allow him to be even more prolific. He leads the NFL in explosive runs, not only in the fourth quarter, but just overall since he came into the league. And by explosive runs, we're talking 10-plus yards uh, in a carry. Um, and it's by a, a pretty significant margin. He's got a nice little lead in both of those categories. And, and I just I feel like he's going to be set up to have more of those. So he's not going to need as many carries to get his yardage totals that we, we've seen in years past because they're not going to have to do that, that as much. And also he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield too. So his role is going to be 
uh, modified. <clears throat> you know, Jerome Ford, let's see how he fits in. One area that I am concerned with, and that is the return game. Um, I quite honestly have no expectation whatsoever that the Browns are going to do squat in the return game because they didn't do much last year. I, and I, I know that um, I, I know that last year they had uh, the one punt return for a touchdown, uh, but that was really about it that you saw uh, in the return game. Donovan Peoples-Jones had that return. He's probably going to be the punt returner. Jerome Ford's going to be the kickoff returner. And yeah, like they just not a lot of explosiveness uh, on the from the special teams unit. So if there's one area that I am concerned about with this team, Andy, going into this game, it's it's the return game. And and what are they going to be able to do to set up the Browns offense? And then conversely, can they execute to uh, provide the Browns defense with a lot more real estate that they get to defend? I want to see how he uses Nick Chubb too, Daryl. I, I, you know, there's, I, it, it's not that they don't use him and they don't use him enough. When you look at his numbers across the league, I mean, he's way up there. I just, it, it's going to be situationally that I want to see in, uh, you know, inside the red zone, deep there on third down. Will he use Nick Chubb more? Will he just leave him out on the field, even to be a decoy? I like, those are all things that I think we kind of looked at the last couple of years and said, what's Kevin doing? I want to see what Kevin does with that this year. Yeah. And, you know, as, as I've talked about, I just, I expect Nick to be more productive because he's not going to have the the wear and tear on the tires that maybe he's had in, in years past, which is going to make it easier on him to, uh, you know, provide that explosiveness, uh, both not only in the run game, but the passing game. Daryl, I did want to talk about rules for a second. The kickoff rule is going to be interesting to see who fear catches and who doesn't and how that changes the game. Just your thoughts on that and anything else we can think about with new rules. Well, in fact, I demand that the Browns fair catch every kickoff. I just don't even want to see them return kickoffs this year. That I mean, that's just that's just where I'm at uh, in regards to that. Uh, just fair catch it, take the ball to 25, uh, give Deshaun and the offense, uh, you know, 75 yards uh, to work with, and um, you know, uh, see, you know, I, I just I don't. I don't think that there's a lot to gain from trying to return uh, kickoffs where the Browns are concerned. Plus you get all those special teams penalties that we see. Um, so yeah, I am, I'm really all about uh, the Browns going ahead and um, uh, returning those kickoffs uh, with the fair catch instead of uh, going ahead and, um, you know, trying uh, to return uh, last year, uh, Jerome uh, Ford uh, last season, uh, he uh, got 24.1 uh, yards per return. His longest return was 48. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is probably going to handle the the, the the punt return duties. Uh, he uh, wasn't especially uh, prolific outside of that 76-yard uh, punt return uh, for a touchdown. Uh, you, you, you take that off the board, and his 12.4 uh, return average uh, decreases – uh, rather uh, significantly. So uh, that's going to do it. Uh, Andy Baskin had to scoot uh, for Andy Baskin for our outstanding producer, Meredith Kane. I'm Daryl Ryder. We'd like to uh, remind you, subscribe to the podcast, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at 92.3 the fan. Uh, feel free to uh, comment on uh, the videos below. Uh, as well. And uh, maybe we'll get to some of those comments uh, throughout the podcast. You can reach Andy and I both on Twitter 
and Instagram also too at game day CLE. So once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. It's always game day in Cleveland.